like that. I'm a very confident front runner for Caddy for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. Um, how are we going to count all the shots? If you, I, I can't keep track. I don't think he's pleased. Of course, well, that's, a, that's a particularly stupid question. It's the Irish Open. Of course, we want to play at the weekend. Now, got to say, as promised, we are delighted to welcome Jean Van de Velde to the podcast. Jean, great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, thank you for having me uh, on the podcast. And um, how are you doing on Seas in Ireland? Are we going to come and visit you soon and play golf? Oh, hope so. Hope so. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so let's get to the, the big question the listeners want an answer to more than anything. When you're playing on tour, on a Thursday, Friday, when you were drawn with Peter Laurie, did you just think to yourself, oh, shit, oh, no? Well, I, no, no, no. Um, even worse, because I knew that uh, I was in for a run. So, uh, you know, with his uh, uh, lovely, friendly demeanor, you, you knew that you, you were in for, for a serious context, uh, contest. So uh, at the end of the day, everybody say, oh, you're not really playing against them well. You know, if the guy is three or four strokes ahead of you, you know that's that's one who's ahead of you, and it's going to be hard to catch. So yeah, he was an incredible competitor, uh, incredible around the greens as well. And and when he was on, you know, he wasn't backing off for a fight. So um, it was always uh, always good to play with him, to play against him, and and more importantly, you know, I always considered him as a friend. We always had a, a good relationship, a very open one, a very um, a frank relationship, I should say. Um, there was no BS added to it, and and it was uh, it was actually refreshing because there's quite a few that you you need a translator sometimes. John, I, I've been telling these guys quite a bit about guys on tour, and all of us every so often I hear this, and that's the lawyers knocking. Um, because we're on a podcast, we can't really of say course. too much, but I kind of stretch the boundaries as much as I possibly can. So when they told me Jean was coming on, I said, yeah, Jean's a lovely fella, lovely fella. But when the, you'll notice when there's not a nice guy, I, I, I'm sometimes not on the podcast. <laughs> you go, so I'm happy you're here. I take that as a exactly. compliment. Then. <laughs> Peter, that was the nicest thing anyone's ever said about you there from Jean. I know. I have a tear coming to my eye right now. Ah, uh, it's okay. I'll send you a few tissues of a, you know. I'll so when, them to you. when you two played together, Peter, did you have nice chats, nice conversations, frank conversations? That was interesting. Absolutely. Frank. We, we, yeah, we talked a lot about the tour and, and how it was exactly. run and, uh, um, you know, what was good, what was bad. And and Jean would be, I, I, I looked up to Jean because he, he was absolutely no bullshit whatsoever. He said it as he saw it. And, you know, Jean was on the committee. He was on the, you were on the board as well, Jean, weren't you? Yeah, both uh, yeah. The, the tour and the Ryder Cup. And the Ryder Cup. Um, so he, he was the guy who, who knew what was going on behind the scenes. He knew what was, what was good. And, you know, I, I try to tell the guys here, Jean, that about golf is mainly focused in America these days, especially, you know, people watching golf, but they don't really see what's happening in Europe and they don't really watch the European tour. And I've been telling the guys how, how uh, maybe you want to say it, how, how badly affected the European tour has been. And they're in a very precarious position at this moment in time. And um, 
And the more that people understand that, the better, because they'll understand that, you know, Europe or America is the only place to be right now. Yeah, well, if you want to compete at the highest level, there's no doubt it's a, it's a place to be. I think, you know, um, I always felt like uh, being and representing the player. And, and first of all, you got to understand you, you, you're elected by the player uh, to, to, to be uh, on the tournament committee. And you've served there as well, Peter. So you've yeah. uh, got to be elected by the player from there in the tournament committee. You're elected by the tournament committee to represent the player again on the board. And, and from the board, you know, they, they um, kind of ask you and elect you in bracket to, uh, to be part of, of the Ryder Cup uh, board of directors as well. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is you're right in saying, you know, golf now is very focused in America. Um, I, I think there's, there's quite a few uh, factors for that. I mean, the fact that, you know, they, they have over 25 million golfers in, in only one country. Um, we know that it's a number one corporate sport. Uh, the number one corporate sport is golf in America. So there's a lot of interest, uh, you know, that is drawn to it. Um, a lot of youngsters follow up on their study going to, um, to universities over there. Peter, you've been. I think as well. Yeah, no, right. I did it here actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there's a there's a lot of guys who go there. Why? Because they, you know, they they get to be trained at the highest level. They get to compete with uh, with uh, the creme de la creme. I will say in terms of, of amateurs, uh, and at the same time, they they also get an education. So it's uh, it's a hard thing to fight. Um, and you know they get so they get they get groomed to play earlier on the on the PGA tour and and you have to say you know since since the like of Luke Donald even if Luke has played on on both side and took his membership on both side is more I would say American Americanized than mm -hmm. than you know people of my generation so um, this this has been the shift before that wasn't the case you know you take the Magic Five that we had the Woozy Faldo Langer. Uh, Lyle and, and Sevi, um, and then Olazaba came in, uh, and, and many others. But all those guys, they they really started their life in Europe. They they got married in Europe. They had children in Europe. They had the network in Europe. Therefore, when when they, you know, came through the stage uh, or of the on the on the PGA tour. Um, the question was very different. It was very different to relocalize, and 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 I will say. You know that that wasn't necessarily uh, on on the plate. Uh, now, when you when you when you when you start and, and keep on studying in America, um, those guys they and they they burst on the scene a lot quicker. I mean, you, you look at the age of the Ovlands and, and and others. I mean, those those lads are twenty years old, twenty two years old, twenty three yeah. years old. I mean, we were just starting to to discover the the job. Uh, you know, us we arrived on tour and and we. Basically, start working on our on our right. golf game. Yeah. Before that, we were true amateurs. I mean, literally, yeah. and those kids are, are, are groomed and trained like professionals. So, yeah, putting putting this in perspective, I think uh, it's a very now in imbalanced uh, fight. Uh, if fight to be, you know, between the the PGA Tour and the European Tour, I think COVID didn't help. And uh, and yeah, from 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 the rest, you know, I, I really I really backed off from it. Um, when I was on tour, people were asking me, "You spend so much time, you know, talking to players and representing them." And I said, I said, you know, I mean, it's 
should be the same for all of us. You have a sense of duty. It's okay to take, but you have to give. And, and what was given to us was a fantastic toy given by the old generation, by the savings and life. was a fantastic toy to express ourselves, to make a living out of it. And we were extremely fortunate with that. Uh, so at the end of the day, I always felt, and probably like you, Peter, we had the discussion that you know our duty was to try to leave uh, the toy as as good and as well as possible for the generation to follow. So yeah. that was that basically was a you know the thought process. Now in terms of discussion, yeah, we we always had open discussion with Peter, and uh, we very often we 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 shared the, the same point of view. And and when we didn't, you know, we respected each other. I mean, it, it's okay to disagree, not because we disagree that you're necessarily right, as I used to say, mm-hmm. uh, but but at least you know the discussion was out there, and and that's what makes. A healthy, uh, a healthy tool and, and a healthy relationship between the players. That was a short bit from our interview with golfing legend Jean van de Velde. If you want to catch that full interview, you'll have to head over to otbsports.com forward slash golf weekly to sign up to the Patreon account for three ninety nine per month for all the exclusive golf weekly content every month. Oh,